The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, Frances G. Joyce is an author and she's on the line with us here to talk about her book, Everything In Between. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. So what was the inspiration behind this book, Everything In Between? Well, I had this idea for some years about a loss, and I couldn't really figure out how to write about it. And then in 2021, I lost my youngest son. And later that year, I lost my mother. And I had some personal issues, um, health issues. So there was a lot of loss and grief in my life, and I needed to find a way to channel it. So what I did was I went back to this idea and flushed it through and just started writing. And grief actually, well, a grief support group plays a significant role in the protagonist Sabrina's life, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And I I met a a brilliant woman um, named Lillian Myers, who um, had a grief support group. She had lost her son at 17. He was in a car accident. And um, Lillian started a grief support group here in the Pittsburgh area. And I learned so much just from her um, talking about what a grief support group. I've never been to one, but... You know, it's something I would consider doing, but, you know, just never really, for me, I just kind of did the little cocoon and stayed in my house. And, well, you know, we were in the pandemic when when my son, when my son passed away and my mother. So, um, you know, didn't really have the choices to run out and grab a support group. So how much research did you have to do for the book? Because obviously you had to find out about the grief support groups, but of course, we've all experienced grief and you in particular can relate a lot to your own life. So was there much research you had to do? You know, I just drew from my experiences of talking to people. I've met a lot of people. And one thing, when you lose a child, people who have lost a child kind of reach out to you. And, um, you know, so you get that and and you hear their stories and um, you you take something away from each story because it is unique. And that's the thing about grief. I mean, we tend to think that we're the only person who's ever grieved in the world when it happens to us. But, you know, everybody has some sadness in their life and and different ways of dealing with it. So, so I didn't really do a lot of research in that. I did do research into Sabrina being a teacher because I wanted to be accurate on what being a teacher is like now in the United States because, yeah. you know, it, it has changed. You know, it's it's not as safe as it used to be. And I do mention that there are active shooter drills at the high school where she teaches because I didn't want to sugarcoat and I want her to be real. Yeah. So, um, you know, those are, those are little things. And I, I consulted a lawyer because there are some legal, legal things that 
go on. So I, I just wanted to be accurate. Yeah, that's so interesting about consulting the lawyer. I mean, was there a lot of stuff that you were hesitant about putting in the book because of legal issues and maybe other issues as well? well no, not really. Um, the legal issue was that um, the superintendent of the school where Sabrina works is doing some underhanded things. And, um, you know, I just wanted and when the when the police actually do catch up because he he threatened Sabrina and, um, you know, I don't want to give everything away about the book, but yeah. um, you know, when when they do, when he does finally come to justice, I wanted to be accurate about what the police would do, how they would do it, how they would interview Sabrina, um, different things like that. So that's where I consulted with with an attorney who is a very dear friend of mine. And, um, yeah. you know, and he was he was so helpful so that I could write this so it could be authentic, because I think sometimes when people write and that's OK, I mean, they just write what's a great story and they don't really think about, well, this could never really happen in real life because you know our legal system be a to a, you know a to x right you can't just jump so um uh, you know and i write about real people so i don't write about millionaires and billionaires and things like that not that they're not real people but yeah. i write about everyday people like me that yeah. have mortgages to pay and um jobs to go to and you know that they have a, a different set of worries than a billionaire has. And you mentioned that when you're grieving, you can sometimes feel like you're the only person in the world who's grieving. So I suppose that's the important thing about a grief support group. You realise that you're not alone. Right. And that's where, I mean, Sabrina internalised, because she was 18 when this happened, when when her um, boyfriend was killed, and he was the only one killed on that bus. And the thing for her is that she picked the seat where they were sitting. So she feels like if she just picked another seat, or if she just sat on the other side of him, or if she just on this, 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 or this, maybe he'd be alive. With that, Sabrina wants to preserve the memory of Adam, but Dr McManus feels that his memorial could be a painful reminder. So how does the conflict between them drive the narrative? It makes Sabrina face some issues that, you know, she's been living, she's teaching at the same high school they went to, she's doing all the same things that they had planned. And all of a sudden, when his memorial is going to be taken away, it's kind of a stark reminder that he's not there anymore. I mean, she can walk down the halls, look at his locker and do all the remembering she wants to do. But, you know, it, it's just a kind of a slap to her face that, hey, you know, he's not here and he's going to be forgotten. And she doesn't want that. So, um, you know, she she devises a way to honor his memory and um, gets help from her friend, Steve, who was also on the bus and was also Adam's best friend. So, um they decide that, um, you know, they're going to do something special to keep his memory alive. So she's moving forward finally with that and doing something, which she'd never done before. She'd just always been in this little cocoon. So Dr. McManus, in a way, though he's an underhanded slime ball, <laughs> he, um, <laughs> he did her a favor because he kind of got the jump start going um, that she needed to do to heal. And then, um, you know, her co-worker, Clay, who makes her go to the grief support group after he found her sleeping at Adam's grave, he helps too. And they develop a relationship. And um, so, you know, she just doesn't do it alone. She just doesn't wake up one day and decide, hey, I'm going to fix this because I've been, you know, I spent nine years spinning my wheels 
So she has help along the way and she finally learns to accept it. And that's a big thing because you always have help, but if you do take it, yeah. then what kind of help? Because I mean, there are also people who are looking at you when you're grieving and they have, they're looking at their watch and they're kind of timing you yeah. to say, you know, okay, well, you know, it's, it's been so many days, it's been so many weeks, so many months. Shouldn't you be over this by now? But grief doesn't work that way. And how do you take the help? Because maybe it's actually hard for some people to do that. Absolutely. Sabrina's mad at first. She's mad at Clay. She doesn't want to be at the grief support group. But she realizes that if people find out she sleeps, you know, she occasionally will sleep at her, you know, her boyfriend's grave. She's yeah. a teacher. How many uh, how many parents would want their children taught? This is a high school taught by a woman who sleeps in a cemetery. <laughs> so yeah, she's kind of caught. She's kind of she kind of has to accept the help that she doesn't want and she fights it. She resists it. And, um, you know, eventually, I think eventually we do that. It's, you know, part of the stages of grief, you know, um, we talk about, you know, the five stages of grief, everybody talks about them and everything, but I, I think they're true. But the thing is, they're not linear. So, you know, you have denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Well, you can go through all that stuff, but, you know, it pops up again and again. Sometimes you're in denial. Sometimes you're angry. You know, sometimes you think you're, you've accepted it and then you hear a song on the radio or you see a place that you used to go with this person or you watch. I watch a movie and I think my son would have loved this or my son would have hated this. And we used to talk because he had a long illness. So we spent a lot of time together because he was bedridden for the last couple of years of his life. So um, we became very close and um, we shared music, we shared all kinds of just terrific things. And it was great, you know, his perspective versus mine, you know, and, and I'll see something or hear something and I'll just, I'll turn my head to tell him because I was always beside him and he's not there. And you have to deal with that. It doesn't matter where you are. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
And um, when my mom died, my um, brother was in a restaurant with his daughter and um, he started to cry because it was my mom's favorite restaurant. And a man came over to him and said, I can see that you're hurting. And I just want you to know that grief comes in waves. He said, and it'll always be there. He said, you'll just have little waves and big waves and you'll learn how to jump on your board and ride the waves out. Yeah. And I thought that was just brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, It's so true. And if we're not experiencing in grief ourselves necessarily but know someone who is how can we be like that man and not be the person that's sitting offering support but not really we're just looking at our watch you know it's kind of listening it's kind of being kind and you think how would I want someone to talk to me? And I think, you know, cause we're not, like I said, we're not all the same. Some people want you to say, you know, buck up, you know, yeah. this is what you need to do or whatever, you know? So it, there's no one perfect solution. There's no, no one right answer. And I think that's one of the things that I tried to hit on in my book when I talked about the different characters of the group support group, because, you know, they all lost people in different ways. They were all in different life situations. Um, some of us have great support systems. Some of us do not. So it, it, it I mean, it, that, that's one of the reasons I wanted to write about this. And I wanted to, to put in some different because um, Adam's parents split after he died because it was just too much for his mother. She couldn't handle it. And, um, you know, Sabrina's parents, they became closer and they became closer with Sabrina. Steve's parents were different. You know, they all handled it differently. And there were people in the accident that I, you know, talk about briefly how they handled it is totally different. Most of them kind of scattered, went to different parts and they don't really get together because when they get together, they think about what happened and and they don't want to. Yeah, it's so interesting that the characters handle it in different ways. And what was it that prompted you to have, you know, Sabrina's parents getting closer and Adam's parents splitting up? Was there a kind of reasoning behind the difference? You know, the thing to me is I let my characters tell me where to go. I mean, I developed Sabrina and Adam and Clay and Steve, and then everything that happened, you know, is is based on them and what, what they seem to me, they become people to me. And I, you know, a little crazy, but I talk to them and they talk, seems like they talk to me yeah. and they'll, they guide me. So that's what I got from my characters is that, you know, these people got closer, these people didn't. Because, I mean, it happens. I, I have friends I know who divorced after the death of their child. I have um, friends who moved after their ch- after a child died. Um, and I have my friend Lillian. She and her husband, Bob, got closer, got even closer. They, they had five children. He was a youngest of their five children. And they actually got so close. And they both, um, you know, would chair the grief support meetings and everything. And they, um, they were just were fantastic people. When I met Lillian, she was almost 80 years old. And, um, you know, she had such such wisdom and she still cried you know he 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 passed in 1978 he would have been just a few years younger than me so um you know i I really can i connected with lillian because my son was sick and i knew my son we were told that my son wouldn't live to be 18 he wouldn't get out of his teens and he was 28 when he passed away so for 10 years you know we were 
waiting for the other shoe to drop. And there was a part of us that kept saying, well, okay, well, maybe we beat this. Maybe, you know, he's going to be fine. Maybe they're going to find a cure. Maybe they're going to do this. Maybe they're going to do that. But it didn't happen. But I mean, people like Lillian got me through to where, you know, when we did lose him, I could talk. And I, I got divorced during his illness. So, um, you know, marriages don't always stay together. And there are stresses, you know, loss and grief and just people handling grief in totally different ways. And, um, you know, it can split up a marriage. Out of interest, why is the book actually called Everything in Between? Because um, the first line is cradle to the grave. We were meant to be together until we weren't. So they were born on the same day. They grew up together across the street from each other. And um, he died. She didn't. But they were together when it happened. So they got the cradle. They got the grave. Everything in between stopped when he died. So she 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 wants she realizes when she sees a man at the grief support group whose wife um died after 40 years and she's thinking i i want to be empathetic for him but i'm just so jealous that he got to spend 40 years you know having fights making up having children having a life and we didn't get to have that and she's mad at people who did get to have that in a way that she understands is childish and it's not appropriate but she can't help it yeah so that's that's the everything in between and does she ever get over that? Absolutely, she does. And, um, you know, Clay helps her. And because um, Clay's dealing with his own loss. Clay's sister drowned when she was 15. He was home from college. He was supposed to be, you know, taking care of her. And he let her go to a friend's house because he had plans with friends of his own. And there was a party at the house. And um, she got drunk and she fell in the pool. And nobody noticed and she drowned. So, um, you know, he feels guilty. He, so he has a lot of guilt. He understands the system of guilt. And that's the one thing about the two of them is they understand guilt. Yeah. And they help each other, you know, get past that. That So she helps him, he helps her. Now, are you working on any more books at the moment? I am. I'm working on a new book. Um, it's about a woman who gets dumped by by the man she lives with. And she goes off driving in her car. It's a flat. Gets helped by a fellow who, while he's changing her tire for her, he gets dumped. Oh, so they form this, this spin this day together while she's getting, you know, he patches the tire. He puts on the spare, the temporary spare. So then they go and, you know, he takes her to the tire store so she can get a, a So they spend the day while the, the car's being serviced and they end up sleeping together. One time deal, they think he goes off. He's joined the army. He goes off and leaves for the army. They don't they don't even exchange last names. She's pregnant. So she doesn't know. Is it him or is it the guy who just dumped her? So, um, you know, that's kind of the situation. And is it? almost a similar theme because you know at the start of the story when they get dumped it's kind of grief almost they go through the stages yeah that's true i mean you know i guess it's human experience i mean it's what you see and i think at, at my stage in life i've seen a lot of loss i've seen a lot of you know people find happiness um so you know, it's, it's just, I, I like to write about things that, that, that happen because things like that do happen, actually. Yeah. <laughs> as much as we think we're, we're so careful and we're so smart, you know, we do foolish things when we're upset. And I think, you know, sometimes that's, you know, grief and loss can be fodder for a lot of books and a lot of things. I don't want to, um, not that I, because I read a lot of rom-coms, you know, things <laughs> like that. So, um, you know, I watch a lot of rom-coms, read a lot of them and, and they're fun and they're great, but, you know. 
to me, I just want to write about something, you know, people's emotions and how they feel. And because I think it can help other people understand kind of their emotions and how they feel. Yeah. Well, this current book is called Everything In Between. Where are all the places that it's available to buy? It's on Amazon and it's just been this little, it'll be on Barnes and Noble and all kinds of bookstores and everything. They've just, um, you know, we're, we're at the early stages in this whole thing. So, um, you know, I just received word from um, Daniel Green from Amazon that, um, you know, it's going into all the stores and everything like that. And um, so I, I'm very excited and I, I hope everyone picks up a copy and reads it. So yes. <laughs> it would be great. Sounds exciting. Well, many thanks for joining us today. It's been great having you here. Well, thank you. It's been great talking to you. The throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.